We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Madsen. I write about the 49ers over at NinersWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. Joining me shortly is Chris Biederman of the Sacramento Bee. And actually shortly, I mean right now, because we're sponsored by Cooper's Brewing. And Cooper's Brewing made more Candlestick Chronicles. They have it. Hazy IPA. They didn't make more podcasts. Just us still. <laughs> but the Candlestick Chronicles Hazy IPA, the beer that Cooper's Brewing uh, brews for us, is back. It's back. It's back. It's back on tap. Um, It's not available in cans, but I think this is going to be, as I understand it, this is going to be the last run uh, until around next football season, um, which, you know, maybe around the start of training camp in the summer at some point, we'll figure that out as we get back there. But no, Cooper, the, the candlestick Chronicles hazy has been, successful enough to the point where i think they've done four or five batches um this crazy in the last calendar year or so so people really like it um i know they sell out when they do have it in cans i know it does really well at the brewery and i have some football agnostic people in my life who have told me um the candlestick chronicles hazy is one of their favorite hazies which is no small thing because these people have very sensible beer tastes yeah. So, um, yeah, shout out to Cooperage, man. It's been it's been awesome to have their support. Um, obviously, they've been sponsoring the podcast for these last six months here. And uh, and it's it's been a lot of fun and, and it's cool to align yourself with an entity that. Frankly, that like we like to be a part of, like we like to go mm-hmm. hang out there. We like the people there. The beer is obviously good. Um, it's one of those things for me where I wouldn't have pushed for them sponsoring the podcast if I didn't like it or, you know, so like, and obviously them making the beer and hosting our events has been, um, has been mutually beneficial, but been really cool. And, uh, and we wouldn't have it any other way. So shout out to Cooperage for all their support and continuing to, uh, to make the beer and and make people happy with the beer. In whatever life there is beyond Candlestick Chronicles, I will still go to Cooperage all the time. The beer is always like good. my patronage of that brewery does not rely on their sponsorship <laughs> of this podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, shout out to those guys. Uh, shout out to Tyler and Charlie. Love those guys. Um, and we appreciate their uh, their support. And now what we're going to do is we are going to talk. About, we're going to talk about the combine. Our favorite thing. It starts on Tuesday and we're just going to talk about some storylines going in. John Lynch is set to speak. We'll talk about what he's going to talk about. 
and our five favorite prospects at the combine. That's coming up. Let's dive in. Blue wire. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. has got him and a sack him back inside the 30-yard line. Nick Bosa drops Aaron Rodgers for a 13-yard loss. Quick pass caught by Kittle. He dives and he's in. Touchdown 49ers. I was joking about the five favorite prospects. I was going to say, I do not have five favorite <laughs> prospects yet. The, uh, the time in the lab has been a little bit limited. Um, been grinding, just not in the lab. Um, Bro. Been grinding outside of the lab. <laughs> the the bigger thing we're going to talk about is John Lynch. Kyle Shanahan sounds like he's not going to be in attendance. He's not scheduled to speak. And then Mike Silver, friend of the pod columnist for the San Francisco Chronicle, he said that he does not expect the 49ers coaching staff to be in attendance. That was the case last year as well. Not that big of a deal. But for real, I'm just very lightly taking a look at draft prospect names and I'm starting to do my my uh, my film work mm-hmm. to the extent that I do that. Sure. <laughs> and Boise State has a safety named JL Skinner. Here's I don't have his stats offhand. I couldn't t- like he hits like a truck and he's like 6-4. He is gargantuan. I can't remember if I brought him up on the pod yet or not. I think you did. But I am a big fan. JL Skinner is, I think, my uh, this year's draft crush for your boy. Okay, great. I'll be um, watching him at the combine. Let's talk John Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so three cone. <laughs> don't know. Uh, we'll find out at the combine. I um I wanted to frame this as sort of like what we expect John Lynch to be talking about at the combine and and the types of questions he'll be asked by reporters because I've been in that been in that situation, been in those scrums. Typically what happens, at least with the 49ers, is John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, when he goes, and I guess we could talk about the significance or insignificance of Kyle Shanahan not going to the combine again. Um, but typically they do their um, their media session, which is just kind of them on a stage. Like there's a big giant room at the convention center in Indy with a bunch of different stages. And then Various power brokers in the NFL will have 10, 15 minutes on stage fielding questions from the gaggle of reporters, right? And then often what happens is the team's local group will have their own session in addition to that with said power broker with, you know, Kyle Shanahan or John Lynch, um, where beat writers can ask more specific questions. Whereas like the combine is kind of it's there are a few different types of media people at the combine. There are the hardcore football guys like the football dorks. Oh, no, no offense if you're a football dork, but I think any football dork, I think any football dork will admit that they are a football dork. Like if they're the type of people who are like, Oh, I'm really curious to see this guy's arm length this week. Like you're probably in that category of football dork. There are those, there are those people asking questions about, you know, a team's philosophy and how you feel about length at this position. And um, and then there are the more traditional media people who use it more of networking, like it use, I mean, everybody kind of uses a combine to network, but there are the traditional media people who strengthen their relationship with sources 
um, by maybe a few late nights and a few beverages, which is all obviously prominent at the combine. There's some great places to eat as well. Um, so th- there's just a bunch of different type of reporters there. There's, you know, college reporters reporting on their prospects who are going to the league. There are the football dorks, there are the more traditional media, there are podcasters, um, all of that stuff. And it's just, I think what's interesting about Kyle Shanahan not going is he's like, yeah, we have zoom. Like we can, like the tape really matters to us. And then we can meet and do all the background stuff away from the combine. And I will say one of the more, there are a few really overrated things about the combine. Number one, so-and-so player met with so-and-so team. (laughs) Like, Honestly, I want to let everybody know if you go to NinersWire.com, I'm writing every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like there's that it's unless there's like a top 30 visit to me, just meeting somebody at the combine is not really an indication of anything. So top mm-hmm. 30 visits are a lot more important. Pay more attention to the top 30 visits, not oh, this team met with so-and-so player at the combine. That to me is ridiculous. The other thing, and this is not new territory to com- to complain about, but like people asking co- college prospects who they model their game after they're like oh you know what i'm a little bit like jerry rice odell beckham jr and maybe like jim brown after the ball's in my hands you know like (laughs) there's nobody there's nobody who's like yeah i'm a little bit juan jennings uh a little more trent taylor my game (laughs) yeah right like it's it it, whenever that happened and it, it you know it makes headlines right it's like so-and-so player compares himself to Jerry Rice and people read about it on the internet or whatever. But it's like, there's a lot of ridiculous stuff. And honestly, I feel for these prospects because it's a very tough situation to be in. But like, nothing they say is all that interesting. Along those same lines, describe how you fit with such and such a team's offense. Right. Or how well do you think you fit with such and such a team's offense? Or do or you think you fit? Right. Like, they're going to be like, <laughs> Now, you want me to be in shit? You want me to run a Shanahan route tree? No chance. Next question. Yeah, like this is not. Yeah, first round draft pick thinks he'd be great with Kyle Shanahan in big bold internet headlines, right? Like, (laughs) so I'd hope so. Yeah, he's like, I'm the one guy Shanahan can't get open. Right, right, right. Yeah, they're not just gonna murder their draft stock by talking to the media. Wide zone? No, I'm not running that. No thanks. Next question. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it's just, but I get it. Like, that's the content machine. So I don't begrudge it one bit. I don't begrudge it. I just want people to have the filter on because I feel like today. Take it with a, gra- take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, or, take it with a grain of salt. Don't and don't be like, oh, so-and-so prospect said he said he met with the Niners. Like, oh, that means they're drafting it. It's like, right. it's pump the brakes. Kyle yeah. Shannon's not even there. Log that name away. Maybe watch some tape if you want of that player. But it doesn't mean he's going to wear red and gold. And there's a very good chance any background that like the 49ers, any NFL team has a very large scouting department. And there are scouts who have been looking at this draft class for a year or two now, including traveling to said schools and talking to academic counselors and um, weight, uh, uh, weight room guys, like athletic trainers, like the, all this recon is already being done. So like, yeah. just because you haven't heard, oh, the 49ers met with this player doesn't mean they don't have an extensive scouting report on that player. 
wasn't it McGlinchey didn't even visit with the Niners? Yeah, the Niners didn't want no to tip idea their hand. They had any interest in in him and yeah, and took any pick by him. Yeah, that's I I heard. I wish I could remember who said it, but it was a, a former NFL GM. I heard him on the radio one time, and he said a team's draft board is the best it's going to be the day before the combine starts. Oh, interesting. And I th- I've always I don't know if that's always true. Because there's going to be meetings, there's going to be guys you see, there's going to be additional research that happens uh, in the month between the combine and the the two months between the combine and, and the draft. But I do think it's interesting, the idea of, you know, you, you see a guy on tape that maybe you didn't love, but wow, he ran a really fast 40. Maybe there's something there. I'm going to move him up. Even though the tape said not to, I think there is something to that. But I feel like with the with the additional use of analytics and the use of like, uh, like tracking data, like player tracking data, um, that's less of a, less of an issue, but I still feel like there's a couple guys every year who blow up the combine and wind up raising their draft stock because of it. I want somebody to write the story and maybe it's already been written about how tracking data might just make the combine obsolete. Hmm. That's interesting. At right, least from like, a workout perspective. Like with tracking data, you know exactly how fast a player is moving at any given time, how much they've run in any given game or practice, how quickly they make s- any given movement on a football field. You can track that in real time in a real football scenario mm-hmm. as opposed to the underwear Olympics that are that is the combine, right? Mm-hmm. So like you, you'll have a much better idea of how fast a guy is by looking at all his tracking data in conjunction with the film. than you will. Oh, he's been training for this 40 for a month now, you know, like <laughs> right. that. And, and it, it might not necessarily be an indicator of how fast that guy is in an actual football game. They call that, they call that game speed. Eric Crocker, Eric Crocker from the lockdown 49ers podcast and all the other stuff he does. Crocker's amazing. But he talked about, uh, before the combine in his prep, he basically went and just worked on his 40, just just that drill, and shaved time off of it in two weeks or whatever the timeline was. Yeah, like and that's just that that was that was really eye opening for me that, that perspective because that had never like clicked to me like oh yeah you can just train to run a good 40 even if you're not that fast. Right. Like, like sometimes I think it's harmful to college prospects coming out. The fact that there is a combine and the fact that they have to do all these different workouts with different teams that are essentially different versions of the same combine drills. Because by the time they get to training camp, they're like, man, I haven't been playing football for months. I've been like, I've been doing combine stuff and like doing the draft process and visits and traveling and all that stuff, but I haven't been working on playing football. And that's why some of these guys face such a steep curve in their first couple of years. It's because like, man, I've, I've been running forties and doing shuttle drills and three cones and all this stuff. And I haven't actually been working on football or like blocking anybody, right. you know, right. Or <laughs> trying to tackle anybody. Like there's, there, there are very football specific skills that are really, really important that you don't do at all when you're, when you're doing the combine stuff. Right. So John Lynch is going to talk on Tuesday at 11 a.m., I think, Pacific. What do you think he's going to get asked about? We talked about, like, kind of the general process, but with the Niners, 
there's so much more to it than like, hey, don't pick till 99. How do you feel about that? There's a there's there's a lot more going on, especially with Brock Purdy's surgery being pushed back, what they're gonna do at quarterback. Like there's just I'm fascinated to hear what John Lynch has to say. That's gonna be the first thing John Lynch is asked about. And I have no idea what he's gonna say. I my guess would be, yeah, you know, this happens with this isn't totally surprising. Um, we're still expecting it to be um not the reconstruction, but the other one, the less severe one. The the repair. The repair. Thank you. I was looking for the word. <laughs> the, the repair, not the reconstruction surgery, and we're still expecting him to be available at some point during training camp. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, that's a super. That's a super important topic because, you know, like in hearing people on your air, on your show that you do in San Francisco that you never that's talk about. The game. Um, Thank you. Doctors are saying like, no, I haven't really seen this this happen before in terms of Brock Purdy's surgery getting pushed back because of inflammation and swelling and all of that. That doesn't seem like a good sign. So it's not it doesn't happen with like a standard UCL tear. So it's either worse, like the there's something happening that's causing it to swell or there's other damage like to a wrist muscle or something like that that's causing more bleeding is how I'm understanding it. Sure. So it's it was described to us by Dr. Brian Feely of UCSF. He's the chief of medicine at their uh, at their orthopedic surgery department and their head of sports medicine. He basically said, like, it's neither good nor bad. Like, it's just a thing. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. so it's a very, it's a very <clears throat> strange, because like you said, it, surgery being pushed back can't be good. But also, if it means that when they do do the surgery, it's going to get done properly and there's not going to be setbacks or issues, then like that's good, right? That's- yeah, no, ultimately, like in the long run, that's good. But how? what's the 49ers quarterback situation look like going into week one if Brock Purdy's been practicing for, say, a week or two? Say again? Right? What's the Niners quarterback situation looking like going into week one if Brock Purdy, after missing the entire offseason, has only been practicing for a week or two? I think that depends on how Trey Lance looks. Right. No, I'm not asking you to answer it, but like oh. that's that's like Right. It's a huge question. That's that's the that's that feels like where they're headed, right? Yeah, that that's why this thing is alarming to me because it's like, all right. If Brock Purdy's ready for the start of training camp, then ultimately you're not all that worried. And maybe maybe Brock Purdy is ready at the start of training camp, even with the surgery being pushed back. Because what they've said, uh, if it's a repair, not a reconstruction, that Brock Purdy will be able to throw in three months. It's just about getting his arm strength back in the three months after that. There's mm-hmm. a chance that he's just participating in training camp without throwing at maximum velocity, like in early August, right? Mm-hmm. But you have to worry, you, like you're concerned about, you know, guys deal with dead arm and all that stuff. Like there are all these different. I mean, it's a it's a hard thing to come back from that injury, I would imagine. So like if Brock Purdy isn't 100 percent until, say, some point in September. Like, is he it, did he do enough this year? Did he earn enough equity to Kyle Shanahan to be like, all right. You're you're our starting quarterback no matter what. 
or is mm-hmm. this going to be something where eh, Trey's Trey hasn't been Trey's looked like Trey, like he hasn't been incredible, but he's been serviceable enough for us to feel confident that he can at least start for us. Like what I, I'm just I would love Kyle Shanahan to be completely honest because I feel like. I mean, it's not his prerogative to be like, yeah, if Trey plays at this level, then he's going to be the starter. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I have this much confidence in Brock, depending on how much time he practices to be the starter. Like Kyle Shanahan will never come out and say any of that stuff on the record. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I would love to know his thinking. Like, is he going into it? Like, nope, I just need to see two weeks of practice from Brock and he's our starter. That's how much I believe in him based on what he just did. Right. Or... Is it like, no, I'd really love like a month of work with the starters in training camp. And maybe that means he's not the starting quarterback until week three or four. But then again, what if the Niners are three and oh at that point with Trey Lance? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, that, right. This is all par for the course with the Niners quarterback situation being weird. The the thing I'm I'm not concerned about. What's the eager to see, intrigued by, intrigued by, fascinated by. The thing I'm wondering is what do the 49ers do? So the the report was Brock Purdy and his doctors are going to reconvene in early March. There's a there's a chance here that his surgery is not until after free agency starts, which is March 13th. That's when the legal negotiating window opens. So the 49ers, if Brock Purdy has the reconstruction and he's out for the year, the 49ers need to operate differently with the quarterback that they're going to sign than they would if he was having the reconstruction and was going to be ready for the start of the year, right? Because now you're going from signing a QB3 who's likely going to be inactive every game day to having to sign a QB2 behind Trey Lance who's gotten hurt every time he's played and may or may not be good at football. 
So they may be going into that free agency period blind on who's going to be available on, on which of their quarterbacks is going to be available, specifically Brock Purdy. If he's going to be available for week one or week two or week five, or if he's out for the year. Yeah, that's a good point. So the Niners may be like, yeah, Case Keenum's our guy. I'm just going to pick Case Keenum because we brought him up a lot on this pod. But right now they could be like, Case Keenum's our guy because he can be QB2. We feel okay about it, but he's likely QB3. But if Brock was going to be out for the year, now maybe they're like, yeah, hey, I don't know. Uh, can they get Matt Ryan for a year? Or are they swinging? Are they aiming higher than a Case Keenum level player? I just, I, it changes the calculus at quarterback a lot, depending on what surgery Brock has. And they're not going to know until he has it. And they may not know until after free agency, which is. And how the 49ers are viewed by free agents is going to be dependent on Brock Purdy's situation. Great point. Like, say Matt Ryan wants to go somewhere like, I want to go somewhere where I could have a realistic shot at playing meaningful football. Like Matt Ryan's probably less inclined to come to the 49ers if Brock Purdy is going to be available at the start of training camp and the team has Trey Lance. Right. Like, but he might want to come if it's like just going to be Trey Lance and that's it. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, that, that's something too. I, I'm John Lynch is also going to be asked about Javon Kinlaw because there's been a lot of discussion about his fifth year option. I would imagine he's going to say that, you know, we haven't made that decision yet or some platitude to, to, you know, maybe let, let the issue down softly on the pillow. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I I don't think there's any chance. I I would love to, to hear John Lynch's take on Javon Kinlaw's NFC championship game. So he he would say something about he missed a lot of football and we're excited. Um, Even odds. Yes. And no. Does John Lynch say the words Javon is part of us right now? (laughs) I Um, like verbatim or, or just the gist specifically the words part of us right now. So he is part of us right now. Javon's part of part of us right now. Uh yeah, I'll say he does. I think he says that's not a decision we've made yet. You know, we're focused on this next season and what we know right now is Javon's part of us right now and we're really excited about that. Yeah. We're excited for him to get a full off season, something he didn't have last year and all this other stuff. We think he's an ascending player. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Those are decisions we'll make when we have to make a bubble. But he's part um, of us right now. Let me asked about Mike McGlinchey. Oh, Glinch for sure, Jimmy Ward. Jimmy Ward, yeah. So he usually does a little side session with Niners reporters, right? Right, yeah. I think that session will lead to a specific question about like, hey, Jimmy Ward said all this shit on Instagram. Your thoughts? Yeah. And I I, I know who's probably going to ask the question too. Eric Branch? Yeah. <laughs> Instagram fiend? <laughs> Big IG guy. Um, <laughs> His story game is banging no i i think yeah like those those sessions where the beat reporters have the guys off to to themselves are way more fruitful yeah because it is just the beat guys with or the beat people including tracy and jen with um with very specific questions maybe more specific than 
the broad questions that John gets asked on the podium when he's on NFL Network and, and all. Although I love the idea of some rando, like the Iowa reporter for twenty four seven Sports or whatever, like raising their <laughs> hand and being like, being like, now Brock Purdy's UCL injury would might push your your timeline back on free agency with quarterbacks and asking a question very specifically about the Niners QB situation. It, it might happen. I would love that. It definitely could. I mean, there are also national people there, but they do Good more point. of their, their question asking away from, away from those scenarios, away from the plebes. The... Steve Weish is not raising his hand in a scrum. Well, nobody raises their hand. People just yell out questions. Steve Weish is not subjecting himself to that. No, no, no chance. Steve's a good guy. Enjoy Steve. Great guy. Big Steve Wash guy. Yeah. Um, I'm also a big Eric Branch guy. That was not a shot at Branch earlier. No, of course not. Of course okay. not. Branch, Branch just asks the cutting questions more often, like the cutting questions and in, in the way that's appropriate to ask them. Right. Not in a way that like, oh, I'm trying to get you. It's like, no, this is kind of a, th- a thing and it needs to be asked. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm really, I've, it's the thing I'm most looking forward to at the combine. John Lynch's presser and JL Skinner's workout. <laughs> Dude, six gonna, four, he's like two ten. He's just a monster. Just gonna confirm so many priors. I can't wait for that. I, I I'm gonna be like, he's not lasting till ninety nine. I just, I don't know. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> yeah, just, just somebody will ask John Lynch if they're if they're thinking about trading up. Yep. And he'll say, yeah, you know, if if there's somebody we like, we'll be aggressive. Um, what other, the assets to be aggressive. what other things are they going to be asked about? Do you think? Probably. I mean, they, every do they feel? Agent. Do they feel confident not picking until number ninety nine, given the success that they've had in later rounds? Mm, nice. Thanks. And the answer is going to be yes. The answer is like no. Love a good yes or no question that allows them to gas themselves up. Um. Hmm. Yeah, like Jimmy Ward, Mike McGlinchey. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be a big one. Just like a few years ago when it was like, oh, everyone's looking for the next Debo Samuel. Right. It's going to be, oh, everyone's looking for the next Brock Purdy. Like who's Brock Purdy? Brock Purdy made probably four or five quarterbacks some money. Yeah, they're going to be dudes that are going in like the fourth or fifth round that will be going seventh round or undrafted previously. Copycat league. Big time. I this is I, I was gonna joke about this, but the more I thought about it, the the more I think it's actually probably a real thing. Maybe not in the big presser, but off to the side, I'm sure he'll get asked about the Brunskill Brendel free agency thing. Yeah. Because the Niners just don't have offensive linemen. Nick Bosa's contract. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah, he'll get talk. I, I don't think there's gonna be any movement on that really till the summer. Charles Omenahu, same standard would come. Omenahu's got the legal thing. Yeah. I don't think there's been any update ooh, on ooh. that. Emmanuel Mosley. He yeah. already got asked and said there's interest in Mosley. I'd be interested to hear if there's anything on that front. Yeah, I, I think they have a good chance of bringing back Mosley on a on a one-year prove-it deal. But also, like, it wouldn't Jordan be crazy. Reed? What's that? I said Jordan Reed? <laughs> It wouldn't be crazy if, like, would it would it blow your mind if he went to the Texans and was just like, no, let me get this tax-free money. E-man? Yeah. No, 
any 49ers defensive player going to the Texans would not surprise me. Yeah. Corey Endlin going there. That certainly mm. makes it more of a possibility. Most um, anything else? I got nothing. Okay. We uh we may or may not have a have a guest crossing our fingers on Monday's pod. Um, I will be out of town, but I'm bringing my travel microphone because I wouldn't want to miss this, especially with our esteemed, so our esteemed guest potentially. Um, he's been on the show before, uh, and he may or may not be under contract with an NFL team at the moment. At the moment, yes. And we correct. uh we we may or may. He may or may not be negotiating through the media in a podcast appearance with us. We're we may or may not bring our hundred mile an hour fastball. <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully that uh that pans out and um and and we get that guess because he's a good even guy. if it doesn't, we got a great tease out of it. Yeah, really good tease. All right, All right. I got to run to uh, Kings Trailblazers, dude. The Blazers travel stuff was gnarly. I think they're still in the air right now. It's 4.40 p.m. Yeah, they might be. Um, no Dame Lillard, no Jeremy Grant. It's not not going to be an ideal basketball game, but it is what it is. I, lo- I love the idea of Dame sitting there on the runway while they're de-icing the plane, tapping his wrist. <laughs> decidedly, this is decidedly not Dame time. <laughs> We have to land by Dame time. <laughs> All right. Just mid Aries, I coach him out tonight. It's past Dame time. I'm going to be late for Mike Brown. We will, uh, we will talk to you guys next week. Uh, everybody enjoy their weekend. Subscribe, rate, and review. Check out Cooperage, cooperagebrewing.com, or go to the brewery in Santa Rosa, or do both. Candlestick Chronicles, back on tap. Back on tap. Ask for it by name. We will talk to you guys later. Tell Mike hi. Mike Brown. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.